0: Warning: Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 4 of Stray the Course. My guest this episode is my friend Glenn Kasabian. Glenn just got back from Africa where he went and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. So we sit down and talk about you know the culture, the food, climbing the mountain, Star Trek versus Star Wars and uh, epic Easter stories. Glenn's a really interesting guy, so I think you guys will like this episode. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Tortuga Soap, handmade in Dover, New Hampshire. Check us out at tortugasoap.com. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for the support. We really appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Glenn Kasabian, everybody. Peace. You know, Star Wars um, opens tonight. Yeah,
1: I do. Do you? Oh, tonight? No, not tonight. Tonight Tonight's in London. Tuesday. London. Really? Yep. There, it's a I premiere.
0: Um, I just heard about it. I'm, are you? You like Star Trek? I'm a Star Wars guy. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Chris Howder, I mean, he's a Star Trek guy. I've seen him well, with
1: this uh, Raskar he everything. broke
0: the whole thing down to me, and it was very. Uh, I wish I, I might have it on recording somewhere, but it was like. Like, we were on a car ride, I feel like, coming from the New Hampshire camp one time, and he, st- he explained
1: to me the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars, and I was like, Well wow. You know, I think he did talk about this while I was around, too, because he talked about, like, Star Wars is kind of, like, childlike, comparatively, but, like, Star Trek is, like, basically chess to checkers kind of situation. Yeah. I but think because um, I ask him about it every time he's around because I was so uh, blown away by his... I mean, it does, I mean, granted, like, every, like, super political nerd, like, loves Star Trek, and I can see why, but I just never, it's too impenetrable, comparatively, you know, like, Star Trek, Star is, like, I don't understand, like, the characters, They, you know, they're a little drier, but, like, you know, you got puppets and shit, I love that stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> is like, uh, Star Wars is like an opera, a, a family opera, it's about yeah. one family, Yeah. really, I mean, it goes back and forth, but really, the, the movie... Esque episodes that we, that I grew up with. It's like a little, you know, a little family, like a soap opera. Yeah, there's like
1: nice, like, there's like some Buddhism in the background there. There's some philosophy going on, but mostly it is just kind of, um,
0: yeah. I started reading a book, like, it was like about the Zen of Star Wars or something.
1: Yeah, George Lucas is like really, like, Dagobah is like a term for Buddhism in general. And like, I mean, Yoda himself is...
0: He's pretty Absolutely. Buddhist. Yeah. All right. So, welcome, everybody, to uh, the dungeon, the worldwide home of the Tortuga Soap Company. Mm-hmm. today's episode, we have our friend Glenn Kasabian as our guest. Um, what up? So, I don't even know what we're going to do with all this yet. I haven't even, like, came up with a thing, but... Um, but you're in, and you guys can ask questions too. So you guys? <laughs> my, we're joined by my wife, <laughs> Mrs. Tortuga, and Andrea. Okay. What's up, Andrea? <laughs> so, like, I feel like two weeks ago, you posted a thing and said, "Oh man, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go to climb Mount Kilimanjaro in ta- Tanzania," and uh, I was like, "Oh, awesome." But like I didn't realize you were going in like a week, like it's it, very
1: impulsive. Yeah. What,
0: what? So how did it happen?
1: Um, <clears throat> well, I had a I had plans to have an MMA fight, um, and like my knee got super swollen, and I had to quit that uh, you know idea, and I had to sit on that, and I get really antsy, and was like, well, I was. I needed some sort of peak experience thing. I was like kinda, of, you know, I'm getting better. starting the doctor said I could hike and I'm like, Well, I can hike. I've always wanted to hike, I'm going and I just started looking and it was like there was a good deal. I mean, doing a last minute was actually the only way I could do it and that was fantastic. So wow. I just jumped for it. jumped on it. Yeah. So it was like a group trip type thing? Yeah. Um, G Adventures is like a tour company. I'd been to Costa Rica with them once before to do like some rafting and some eco tourism stuff and um, they had a you know, they just took you there that you show up and basically if you wanted to, they just pick it from the airport and you go to the hotel and they do everything for you and set it up, make it easy. So it's fantastic. A yeah. bunch of solo travelers in the group. So we all got along really well from all over the world.
0: So right before this, you had how many fights in like the last year? I mean, you had you had never been an MMA fighter. Then yeah. all of a sudden you you are now a veteran
1: Right, I had, like, in 13 months, I had four fights out of nothing, and I'm not really an athlete in high school or anything like that, so I was kind of just like, fuck it,
0: let's keep going. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I mean, for backstory on the whole thing, like, you showed up at our jiu academy, I don't know how many years ago, but four. it was at a different four academy, and, uh, and then, like, you trained for a while, and then you moved to Portland. Yeah. And we were at a fight in Portland to see I think Devin won the tight won a title yeah, that night. We were right. there for Devin and we're backstage um I don't know if it was before he fought or after, but I looked over and there you were, and I was like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, he (laughs) actually fought before me. I was like a post limb fight. Like so they had the main event and then they had like a couple other fights after that. And I was the last fight. And I my debut was like at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I I remember I'll never forget it. (laughs) I'll never forget it. I (laughs) swear to God, I will never forget it. It was a great fight. It was like, man,
0: you were awesome. It was exciting. It was (laughs) exciting. (laughs) You were like the Terminator. You get knocked down, down to one knee, back up. I was screaming. Um, it was unbelievable. But that's a, that's four fights in 13 months. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So it's good that you hurt your knee and took a it break. Maybe probably.
1: neurotic, but it was good. Yeah, I understand <laughs> that, though.
0: I totally do. Um So when you did, so you booked the thing, and this, like, it was like a week, right? I mean, it wasn't that long. There wasn't much time in between. You booked this thing, and you No, I
1: I gave myself, I think it was like three weeks weeks or something like that. Yeah. I mean, the flight and stuff, it was not terrible to organize. So you flew from Boston to where? To the Netherlands, and then I had a couple hours in the the airport there and flew there to Kilimanjaro in in Tanzania. Yeah?
0: Yeah. um. So you didn't get to spend any time in I Amsterdam? I did not. Whatever. You know, it's
1: like the whole thing of just, like, not being able to take extra time, but yeah. it would have been awesome, obviously. Like, even, you know, you always wish you had the ability to do other things. Like, I didn't go on safari either. I had friends who did that, and I, yeah, I'm super jealous.
0: You know? You'd be able to do it again. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So when you get, like, you got off the plane. Like, did you do a ton of research in the three weeks before leading up to it? Did you know anything about
1: yeah, actually no. I was like so busy just getting ready to like make sure all my like dots were you know my whatever T's were crossed or whatever, and um, getting all work stuff put away. So I didn't really know anything about Kilimanjaro or T, like Tanzania. I didn't really get to do, usually do research, but wow. I went in kind of blind. But so I knew that you didn't
2: know this... if you needed ropes or anything.
1: No, I knew that. I knew it was like a non technical climb. I knew mm-hmm. about like the way that they organized the hike, and um. I had to obviously I want to make sure I had the right clothes and everything so yeah. I do you know get warm stuff and um yeah as far as everything goes I I did know like G Adventures taking care of stuff was like the way to go because uh, that way like they feed you they, they guide you through it you know I don't have to get like worried about getting lost in the city or anything like that mm-hmm. which is like a big pressure off of me cuz certain places I would go no problem but I'm super foreign you know yeah, like yeah. when we, we we me and my buddy uh, one of the guys um, from the trip, we went into the city on our own the day we had free before the trip um, <clears throat> up the mountain. And then we got hustled hard. I mean, oh, when yeah. you get in there, you know, <laughs> it's not like a tourist-friendly <laughs> place. And, like, the way you have, like, a resort and everybody's like kind of has the rule of law. It's like Hustle City. Like, yeah. oh, come here. I'll show you my art. Come here. Oh, yeah. You, you want food? I'll bring you my buddy's restaurant. And you get it. We well, just, like, went. And he brought us down this alleyway and brought us to this, like, hole in the wall. You know, and they, they roll in blackouts, so I was, like, talking to the guy about, like, oh, what kind of music you listen to? And, like, it's like, oh, I'd love to play you some, but, like, we don't have any power right now, <laughs> but here's some food. They just brought out, we didn't even see a menu, they just brought us food, and they, apparently it was, like, water buffalo or something, but, like, they tried to charge us, like, way too much money yeah. for the food, because yeah. it was like, well, you know, yeah, yeah, you guys are, like, Westerners, and you're here, and you're, now you're stuck, and they're, like, we ended up paying, like, you know, it was, like, it should have been $5, but it was, like, probably $35. Yeah. <laughs> but get, that's part of the experience. It's part of it. Man. Absolutely. And the whole thing. And, like, but then his buddy was pissed because we were, like, all right, we're out of here after that. But his buddy was trying to, like, you know, he was trying to side hustle us art. He's trying to sell us, like, whatever. He's trying to sell us weed. He's just bringing yeah. us all
0: over. <laughs> the... Uh... I mean, you got to figure this is coming from like the same area that all these scams on the internet are coming from. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. These guys are professionals. Yeah, like, 100%. all their uncles are, are uh, you know, princes that are stuck at JFK <laughs> that you just got to pay a thousand bucks and you're going to get a million. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we were in Mexico one time and Mexico people love to barter. And I like, I'm like in too. Like, I'll barter. Let's barter. But like, and Amanda was like, what are you doing? But like we were in we were in the Yucatan Peninsula and like some kid is selling us obsidian things and so I'm bartering with the kid. And then in the end I gave him the extra money anyway. Cause I was you know, I was just but <laughs> right. I just like felt like it's I had to do it. Game, yeah, yeah, you gotta play the game. But then I was like, man, that kid needs the 20 bucks more than I do, you know, yeah. by far. Exactly. Um <laughs> did you have to get like shots before you went like um malaria
1: no stuff? They, they malaria was suggested but not required and yeah. it wasn't a time of the year it was like really bad and when you're up on the high of the mountain there's no bugs because you're it, the climate doesn't really
2: yeah too was, high like, at altitude they just don't live there
1: exactly yeah. yeah yeah there was like mosquito nets around the beds in the hotels but mm. really didn't have an issue anyway so very cool you have to get a visa or anything um when you get there you pay a hundred bucks and you know and you're you're nice yeah. they, they take your picture and you stamp you. you're fine it wasn't like an application process most places you don't you know if you go to China or someplace that's kind of more restricted you do but
0: I mean you weren't working so yeah where, where is Tanzania located geographically in Africa
1: it's like the southeastern area there's like a little bit part by the coast but you know north of um South Africa and you know, way south of like you know Morocco or anything like that. Yeah. It's a giant. You know, it's a really a giant continent. You, you, and watching the flight go over, you kind of get a weird sense of the world. You're like, oh yeah, this is where I'm at. Like when you start to travel and you pay attention, you you realize like Netherlands is way closer than I thought it was. You know, it was right. like a very easy flight. You know, Iceland, all those places that I'm like, oh, this yeah, is like it's foreign. Not it's not. It's not far. How long was the flight mm-hmm. to the Netherlands? Seven Six and hours. seven and a half hours. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. So what's
1: the airport in Tanzania like? It was like very, very small. And, you know, getting into it was one thing, you know, and you draw, you like walk in the open. There's no like tunnel, you know, you're walking in the open and then you into this like little place and you just wait amongst your like crowd of 70 to get your stamp. But getting it back in is like to leave like, you didn't have to take your shoes off. You didn't have to do any of those things. It was kind of like lax, And it was, it was, it was different. Yeah. Like
2: back in the old days. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. But it was also just kind of like. Uh, it's the size of like my apartment building. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very yeah. big.
2: Like an airport hangar. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. There's this like one air airliner that goes through there. And if you go out of Kilimanjaro. If you go into Tanzania. You're going to. You're going to go to both Kilimanjaro and Dar es Dar- Dar- Salaam. Because it's so small that you're. They, they go to both so I had to wait like two hours in Dar es Salaam just to like go and just stay on the plane and then you take uh-huh. your your flight goes off to the next spot from there
0: um, so what did you have to bring like on this trip
1: like you how, bring, how long was it it's a six night hike um, <clears throat> it was like an eight or nine day trip in general um, but you have to pack for like all climate zones because yeah. you start off and it's like 89 degrees in the bottom. You're in the rainforest. You hike for like six hours and you're sweating and you can't see the sky and then you get into the clearing and you get to the first camp and, um, it's just like gorgeous lush mountain and tons of green. And that's like, just, you feel like you're so relieved to just finally be out of that and just like, it's a, you're super energetic. But the next day is a great, beautiful hike, super steep, another, like, you know, six hours, um but then you get to this flat arid zone where it's like rocky it looks kind of like the moon and that's where the next camp is and then from there it's kind of like the same thing you go up and it goes back and forth between being like moonscape and like some sort of like science fictiony desert scene with some green coming out of nowhere and eventually you get to base camp and um well, actually, before that, you go to Baranco Camp, which is, like, the most gorgeous camp there is because you have the Baranco Wall, which is, like, the sheer cliff face that you kind of, like, walk along to go up, which is, like, a great little part. You know, a lot of scrambles. Um, but you're in this, like, valley, and you can see Moshi, which is the s- nearest city, like, below you, and at nighttime, it's all lit up, and you're above it. And then, But in the morning, there was, like, there was a cloud cover that completely – you're above the clouds at that point, so it's just, like, this, like, sky of endless – clouds and just what you saw all the life below you is just it's it's you know you're in a mass pretty much a mystical land it's all fog it's pretty amazing wow.
2: yeah.
1: Kind of, are there animals in the first part in the jungle first part we didn't see them until on the way down there's like uh, columbus monkeys or something like that they're um they, they never touch the ground they just climb around the trees eat, eat vegetables um apparently they are good barometers for like whether food's edible like people watching, like oh the monkey's eating it It, it, it's not poisonous we can eat it too yeah Uh so did you these guys brought the food for you or they were fucking incredible yeah they had like we had three porters per person on the trip yeah it was really ritzy but that's like the entire economy so there's like porters which is like the guys will start doing that and um they carry water they, they carry water. water yeah, you. they'll boil water too. And they, there's like different stations. Um, all the camps have like rain collection um, things. So they, they collect that and they boil it. They clean it. There's a little ranger stations that they have like, if you need to charge your camera or your cell phone or, for, or whatever for some reason, they have like solar panels. Um, but no no running water or anything like that anywhere.
2: Um, That's awesome. Yeah.
1: But every morning you wake up and they'd have like some fresh fruit. they cut up a watermelon for you. <laughs> wow. You know, we'd have tea we really treated us really great. It was awesome. And um, talking to those guys was fascinating because you learn about their culture. Like our guide was, um, his name's Albert, and he was like this guy. He had uh, the desire for, he, his dream is to have 12 children. <laughs> and he doesn't care about, like he was very, very very clear, like the one qualifier with like a woman that he's looking for is like, she wants to be, she has to be able to and be willing to have that many kids. Like, like he was really old school. And there were guys who were like, yeah, that's really old school. Like, women want to have jobs. They want to do different things. Like, no one wants to do that. So I want to have, like, five children. You know? <laughs> that's, like, that's like the tempered version. All right. But then there's <laughs> other guys that are, like, arguing with him. And saying, like, you know, like, hearing that whole, like, progression of their culture. And that that, that that's a debate. Like, the other guy's like, well, like, no. No woman wants to have that many kids. You, you need those many kids for, like, having cattle. And, like, we're going to find all these cattle in the city, guy. Come on, get real. And, like, there's, like, a real, like... Of evolution that you're involved with and they're even talking about us like what how do we live like you know i told them about tinder like they didn't know about that but they <laughs> had they were like we don't have that i'm like no dude you have it i showed them the phone and it was like pretty hilarious like they they were uh Oh, uh, you totally. changed the whole, yeah. you changed your lives. But they're, they're, you know, it's a great cultural exchange because I'm learning so much about them yeah. and they're like learning about us. Like how, how do we have our last names? Like, oh, yeah. we, and like, we don't have them because of the, where we live or our fathers necessarily. It's like kind of arbitrary or like my name being Glenn is just because my parents wanted to name me that. But like, there's no real, um, family
2: history. Yeah.
1: It's not like they, when I told them that there's no, no, there's no tribes or anything. They're like, yeah. Oh, there's no tribes in America. Mm-hmm. Like. It's just like i'm learning about the maasai tribe and how they live their lives like, mm-hmm. it's like totally like
2: and that it super must be a valuable. Part of their names right is that like the middle name is like their last name would yeah. be would
1: it would inform them like what their father's name was and like where they're from yeah and it's all like signifiers
0: that, yeah. you know we two of our two of my old best friends like were from cameroon one of them was bernard kungan jukang another dude's name was like edward ito Obasamoiti Sakwe. Yeah. And for a lot, like, when they came from Cameroon, the you know, to Colorado, straight from Cameroon to Breckenridge. Yeah. And they showed up on my door in in Breckenridge, and it's freezing. These guys have no concept of anything. You know, Bernard, (laughs) who we called the chief, he had a bag of oats and a dried fish in the thing. And I was like, I had not really seen a lot in that time, and I was like, whoa.
1: <laughs> oh, holy crap, man. What kind of languages do these people all speak? Uh, Swahili. Really? Oh, yes, yep. They used to have a bunch of tribal languages, and um, the, there's a guy like, you know, whatever turn of the century, maybe even, I'm not sure, but he, he ended up like unifying and, and, and installing the, the official language as Swahili, which apparently is very easy to learn, like uh, the I couldn't learn freaking anything in the time I was there. But they say it's like 24 letters and all the words have like one sound that's not like – you don't have like cough and through and all these other weird confusing things like English. So everything's – once you learn it, it's straightforward and basic. Apparently, if you spend like four months studying it and you went to go there, you'd be able to speak like conversationally, which is really cool and tempting. But uh, yeah, I really – I didn't know how to say thank you. That's like pretty much all I learned (laughs) in my time. (laughs) How do you say it? Uh, Asantisana. Asantisana. Yeah, thank you
0: very much. Asantisana. The first night you
1: got there, you arrive in the day? Like, you got off the plane and... You get the first... Yeah, I've arrived actually really late at night, like uh 10 o'clock or something. But, like, you get the first day of just, like... You go to a hotel, though? Yeah, and then everybody kind of meets... I actually showed up a day early, so I um, had time to get settled. And everyone shows up throughout the day, and then, you, you know, as you're hanging out at the hotel...
0: What city was that again? Um,
1: Moshe. Moshe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the hotel we're at is really cool. It's like um, the Stella Maris. It's called. It's like a associated with a school, the primary school, which like a lot of kids are going. And you hear the kids like singing and playing all day, and they're playing soccer nice. at the end of the day. And all the school that helps these kids learn and, and get ready for, you know, moving hopefully going to secondary school. because um, it's a really big thing there. Um, so it's cool to be part of that and just. See all the artwork on the walls and stuff and, and meet the locals and eat a lot of really good mangoes. Their mangoes are yeah? fucking delicious wow. there. Yeah. <laughs> what else like what else did you eat there that they eat? uh a lot of corn porridges and stuff like Mongali, Mungali and like I told you uh the, the street meat was some of the best stuff when I went into the city yeah. and just ordered like it was like that looks good. I pointed at it, it was like a dollar and man, it was some delicious food. I don't know what it was, but most of the people spoke English uh not at that part not not in the city like um even on the mountain the porters like the guys who are working their way up because every every wants to like you know hopefully become a guide someday and like there's a school at the bottom of the mountain that it's like teaches people that it takes years to do but you have to get like acclimated some of these guys on their first trek are like sweating they're having a hard time but guys who've been up the mountain a hundred times or dozens of times like they're acclimated they're athletic they're they're so used to it and they're just like buck booking it Mm. but man like yeah it it takes a while to get there guy one guy was doing it for 17 years Wow! and he's you know you can just see it on him he's just like so jaded with some of the stuff but he's also has the biggest smile and he like he enjoys his life but man he's uh he also would get into the wine at night you'd hear him at (laughs) night he'd be laughing everyone else would be in bed and he'd be out with some of the guys like you know yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) definitely that's hilarious you must be an ox. I'm sure they're carrying hundred pound packs.
1: Yeah, when you get up there though, and you're a guide leader, you don't carry anything anymore. Yeah, oh, you're you're straight right. chilling. Uh-huh. But they got like donkeys carrying uh, stuff. No, too? no, donkeys can't go up there. but no. they're, they're you know so bad they're balancing stuff on their heads, oh, and that's yeah. pretty impressive. Um, there is a crazy thing though. Is like if you get hurt and, you know, on the way back down, we saw like some carts, like some metal carts, like on the side of the road, just mm-hmm. strewn about. And like if you get injured. That's what you're getting carted off on, the rocky road. You're gonna oh. put you on this stretcher. Looks like it's filled with tetanus. <laughs> yeah. And they're gonna there's gonna six it takes six guys to like carry you down. So they're gonna like truck you down miles, kilometers, kilometers mm-hmm. down, like ten, twenty down to like get you to the base and uh get you out of there. And there's a hospital that's still miles down the road, but um yeah, and if you that happens, I I can't imagine. I guess they said like one out of every ten trips might have something where that's an issue, but altitude, uh, right? I mean, altitude does not Yeah, I mean, altitude kept one of our people from um, from the group getting to make it to the summit. They were like thrown up like yeah. every five feet on the Whoa. way of the summit. And it was just too much. Yeah, and uh, it, it it made me lose my appetite. I got a headache, but it wasn't anything how tall too is terrible. it It's twenty thousand feet, so that's high. Yeah, yeah, it's high.
2: And you started from what sea level? At what point of sea level do you have any idea?
1: I don't know No. but
2: just curious. Yeah. It's pretty. It's still it was a sixty three
1: kilometer trek, so it's forty miles almost. Wow. wow! Yeah, have you ever read Snows of Kilimanjaro*? I did not even know it's a book until I got there. Get out of here at the airport. It's like, oh, Ernest Hemingway. That's I did the not know.
2: Best story. Really? Yeah.
1: And Hemingway's a funny guy. He's got like a really strange um he's fronting a lot but i like Mm -hmm. him you know sure he's he's full of shit but he's great (laughs) right um i've been to his house in key west
0: oh yeah 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 i was just talking to somebody oh aaron hurley i think i was talking to about it with the eight-toed cat he had like all these cats a lot of them like inbred each other so because you can go visit his house and they got all these cats and uh, for whatever reason, they all a lot like of them the have still like they great, great grandchildren of his cats. Yeah, <laughs> but there's like there's I mean, it's not probably a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's like for whatever reason, eighty comes to mind, but ton of cats roaming around this house, you know, in Key West with eight toes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, who are the people you went with? Like. You didn't know any of them before, right? No, we all met, and it was actually we all got along really great. Um, there was uh, only one other American; he was from California. He's like he, he works in tech, like cryptocurrency kind of stuff, like Bitcoin type of thing. <laughs> and uh, another guy from the from Wales, and he was a radio journalist. Uh, a woman from Sweden, a woman from Canada, um, and another guy who's a uh, from Australia, and. Uh, yeah, we were like the little United Nations we're going up there. A lot of accents. That's going awesome. On. <laughs> That's was there a lot of other groups? Um, there were a couple others. Like I met some guy who was like a small group, him and his friend, that were doctors from, um, they were working in Tanzania. They were from Holland. And, you know, it's, it's the beginning of this crazy journey. Everyone's got crazy journeys, you know, like they're going to Morocco and they're all over. And it's just fascinating to hear people's stories. Like on my flight from, from Boston, the guy next to me was like, going out to Morocco for a month to build a skate park for free because he does that like wow. he that's his job and then you got an opportunity to go do it as a charity thing so he's gonna like surf and be put up in Morocco for a month I mean okay. people are doing cool stuff out there you know it's it's pretty amazing building skate parks in Morocco yeah <laughs>
0: climbing Mount, Kilimanjaro, climbing you know, Mount doing, Kilimanjaro doing things so yeah. how long you it takes you six days the the official trek
1: yeah six days yep that's a lot it's fun man camping yeah. I, right you know it's kind of like the thing too is like i didn't do anything all summer i was like right. i just worked and like i uh, trained so, yeah i'm just gonna go camping now and keep things going yeah what's make
0: make up for lost what's time. the trail like like is it like you know something like you could go hiking and it's like
1: sh- roots and rocks and or is it kind of like there's a lot of just, like, this is, like, a pretty steep because there's different routes, too. Yeah. Like, this is the Ma Machime route, which is the whiskey route, they call it. Like, there's the Marengo route, which is the Coca-Cola route. Mm-hmm. And that's supposedly, like, a lo- much less strenuous trek, but it's harder on you altitude-wise because you don't get acclimated. Right. You just go, boom, and then you're like, oh, crap. But this one goes up and down, and you kind of get more used to it. Um, there's a couple other ones, too, um, but... It's a little bit like a high stepping and like there was a scree- – the, the the summit day was the real crazy day because like you get up to that base camp and you're already kind of struggling from altitude. And then you they wake you up. Like you sleep for a couple hours and like you kind of have this like really dire like tea time. You're all like putting your headlamps on. You're like – it's like – because, you know, people were like, like – a lot of people like terrified of it. Too, it was like, oh shit! Like this is like nothing they've ever done before. I mean, for me, I guess like having fought in front of a bunch of right. my fr- friends, friends, family, like mm. half naked. I mean, that ah. shit's like that shit's terrifying. Right. like this is like mm, going for a walk. Okay, yeah, it's all right. People <laughs> are trying to kill you. <laughs> no. So that was really interesting. And then like you know, everybody gets ready, and then you're 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 putting all your snow gear on and then you go like it's midnight and you're walking up for like six seven hours and you hear stories like some people will take like f- the longest it took somebody was like 15 hours like, this guy. imagine that you're going up there and it's just, like you, the sun's up it's beating and you, it changes the game too once the sun comes up it's a whole different story because right. we got up there and like my fingers are freezing and stuff and we get up to that stellar point which is like when it stops being really difficult and steep and you know you can actually you you're at the top but you just gotta like go to the peak you know and it's like it's like you won the game now it's the final credit scene you know it's like that's kind of how cell point was we get up there and it's like everyone just hugged and screamed and they you know it' was like you just feel so relieved like I was about to die and then suddenly I'm like oh I feel fine yeah. <laughs> it's like well, suddenly you know you, you you're like oh brush that off Puts but then new
2: life into you absolutely
1: and um and when you see like it's surreal I mean look at the pictures going back I'm like that's really weird like it's you see sunsets here all the time or sunrises and it's like it makes sense but like up there it's like a perspective that you've never seen like mm. the world literally you can see it curving.
2: Wait know, a like, second. Wait. Yeah, I'm sorry, but
1: the world is uh, not flat. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you were high
0: enough to to be able to document this. Yeah,
1: unless it's like some sort of uh, you know harp like weather control thing with mm. the clouds, which contrails. Yeah, you don't know, but um yeah that's insane but then you're going down no one told us about going down which is like fucking harsh, right it's like two it's three hours like it was like scree sandy like you're just your knees and your legs your my ankles are just dying and the sun's coming out you're like lawrence of arabia like getting blasted by the sun and it's like it's not easy and you're just tired and shit and you're like you already had your victory lap and right like, now i have to do this just carry me we <laughs> get down and you know you wash up as best you can and then you sleep for two hours and then they feed you lunch and then you gotta go ten kilometers down to the uh, next camp and they just keep you going but right. once once that was done you know we had a nice dinner and it was it was golden you know did get sl- like sleeted and hailed on on that way down uh, yeah. which was actually just kind of like cool yeah and it's good to be around a bunch of people who are hearty because like no one complained but it was just like kind of like this is just awesome you know, you look around like, this is cool. Like that's it sucks, so cool. but it's cool.
0: Climbing yeah. a big mountain. Yeah. You know, you yeah. gotta kind of expect that.
1: Yeah. That's
0: the big. I mean, that's the one of the seven summits, right? That's the summit yeah. for that continent. Yep. Uh, you gonna do any of the other ones?
1: Um, you know, I had never had the. Aconcagua. But completely, I'm like thinking, about, yeah, um, in South America, hey. that's I know that's like that's like a 15 day process because you right. like you take some time to get acclimated right. there, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I've done some research, yeah, like yeah, there's one no, in, in Australia would be really easy, but Australia's technically not because like some people are like, oh, Oceania, right. and there's like a one in New Guinea that they want to count as, it's like really complicated, but. Hmm. Denali. Yeah. Oh, Denali. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could do that. You know, you get to these really big ones and I'm like, yeah. maybe just, yeah, two out of two or three. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How, were there glaciers or anything up there? There are
1: glaciers at the top. Um. And I guess, like, you know, the guy said, like, it used to be, like, you get hypothermia up there 20 years ago, but he has wow. been doing this, and it's, like, not as, It's, like, global warming is definitely having an effect. They didn't really want to get into it because they wanted to bum me out, but it's yeah. it's pretty clear that, like, yeah. in in the guy's 17 years of doing it. He's seen a drastic change in the weather up there, so... Wow.
2: Yeah.
0: Because it's the... I mean, I've heard there's not that much more time left.
1: I mean how much snow was up there there was not a lot of snow up there right yeah there wasn't there was you know you can see the glacier but yeah you're right the glaciers probably i mean i don't know i don't know about like how long it would take to melt but that ice cube is 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 getting smaller for sure
0: so did you stay at the same camps heading back
1: down no you had to get we actually was kind of nice we went to like a different completely different route down and it was a little more direct but yeah it was nice they got lizards and snakes and things um, like that any pika <laughs> marmots
2: hey <laughs> marmots, <Any> marmots?
1: <laughs> most of the time was spent so high in elevation yeah, that there's there nothing like, there's yeah. not even like there's no mountain goats there's nothing like that okay. but down the bottom you know once you get to regular area like the day after a couple of us stayed an extra day and we went out to um, a coffee plantation oh. it was, like village at way deep off uh out of the way and like and then they they brought us back to so they made like um banana wine there and banana beer and then you go to this waterfall like deep in the valley and like that's where uh, you know we saw like chameleons and all kinds of cool stuff going on And
0: what's, that, what what kind of money
1: what's their money like shillings shillings yes um, but I don't know I mean it's like 10,000 shillings is like five dollars or something like that so it's like you know it's really num- a lot of zeros and it's complicated but you get used to it it's like pretty pretty standard math Divide by two and whatever. Add zeros. <laughs>
2: Dang.
0: They drive on the same side? Um, No. The no.
1: opposite? Yeah, they do the opposite. This is, is this a, was this a colony at one time of England? Um, I'm sure it was a colony. I mean, be, right? fucking getting screwed over. So I'm not sure who's... Uh,
2: no wars i know it's close to south america
1: um it was pretty south america
2: i mean yeah the tip right
1: not south america um Um, south South africa Africa. yeah um they didn't have any like unrest directly but when we went to the atms and stuff like always an armed guard Uh um taxi that drove us up to the atm once um they check it with like a mirror. The guy walks around like with a mirror under like wow. that goes underneath the car to make sure there's no car bombs. Dang. So there's definitely a little bit of like, you know, huh? Uh yeah. A lot of a lot of guys carrying around like just soldiers carrying guns in the middle of the street, you know, but peacekeeping more than, you know, anything what kind they, of government do they have? Do you know? Honestly, I should have done more research. <laughs> yeah, I usually <laughs> I, I <laughs> usually pride myself on this kind of stuff, but I just like, again <laughs> impulsively just like click. Fuck it. I mean Right.
2: That's pretty thrilling. Yeah. yeah came back yes. with a lot
1: of more knowledge than I went in, that's for sure. All right. Yeah. How long were you there after you were done? Um two days. A couple days. Yeah. Yeah.
2: God, could you even walk afterwards? With- um
1: no, my calves are I mean not calves, <laughs> my quads were smoked again. You know, walking down was harder than going it's up. Brutal. You know, it was really difficult. Yeah.
2: And your knee's still all right?
1: Um, knee's good. It um, actually helped, I think, moving in all the time. was like the swelling when I first started the trek, like getting changed in 10 and having to bend over like that. It was like fucking painful. But after a couple days, it was way better. And then like I think that rehabbing my quad that wasn't firing correctly because all the blockages, like going down, man, I, my right side was like, oh, yeah, rehabbed pretty good.
2: Wow. <laughs> Feeling worked good. Worked it out.
1: Yeah, it did.
2: Easy. I but was the, worried about your knee. I was worried about it I'll be honest I was like I I knew I'd tough it out
1: one way or another but it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't too too bad
2: you were brave having your knee like that going doing a (laughs) how many days six I mean when
0: I first saw your your knee I mean when when you did it the thing was like huge it's not fun three times dude at at everything sucks for a while right yeah. that was like how many like, like a few weeks before like three you, weeks before i yeah. really do anything wrong. right so what'd you learn from this experience
1: ah <sighs> uh, just to go do stuff you know like to just like i lo- learned a lot about um the world and how much like I don't know. Just listen to the guys talk about their lives and stuff like that. Stuff's fascinating. But then also, you know, you do learn stuff about yourself. Like going up that mountain, you're you're gonna go deep and internally. You're a lot of time, just walking and thinking and looking at stuff and struggling, and you, you feel your heart rate go up, and you're like, oh, you know, like you worry too. That summit night, you don't want to not make it, you know, and you worry about like your body's like fighting yourself. You know, it's it's really all mental. You know, that old altitude sickness thing, a lot of it is, is you know, some of it's going to wipe you out. But a lot of it is just overcoming that, like, one step at a time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, there's lessons to be learned. I can't put it in any poetic kind of fucking manner. But, you know, <laughs> just well, go do stuff. Click, you
2: can do it on your own, click too. Yes. You don't need someone to go with you.
1: Um, I think some of these spaces, uh, you do need you do. quarters. Like, yeah. they don't, they have the passes. you're I mean, traveling and, yeah. on your oh.
2: own. Yes, totally yeah. with the quarters. But you flew out there all by yourself. You right. Have, uh, you have have, you did have a buddy that went out with you you know there's it's true you yeah. were on your own you know yeah. you were like your own friend you know what i mean
1: it's easy yeah you just go and you just make friends yeah, yeah. i've done yeah. that a few times now even just going to texas like you meet locals and people you, know, you talk to people and you're laid back like you, they'll open doors for you and you know mm-hmm. just life's life's there to happen yeah you know, i used to true. travel
2: by myself all the time i'd go i went down to um jamaica by myself once for a really? week yeah, wow. no one messed with me.
1: What What'd you do in Jamaica?
2: I just hung out at the beach, went shopping, traveled. Awesome. At so yeah, you didn't even
1: have to hide like in a resort or anything. No. Yeah. That's... I
2: told them I was at. I was. I stayed in a resort, but I would leave the resort. I went on some like um, tours with just complete strangers. The the local people. I told them that I did have a boyfriend and he was in the hotel watching football uh, or baseball. I'd make up because yeah. they knew you're were like, Hey, they'd you never give know. Give me the yeah, eyebrows. Like right, right, and I right. be like, uh-uh. <laughs> I get a boyfriend up in my hotel room.
0: <laughs> I told Remember that friend. one for next time. Yeah, I've got a boyfriend waiting for nope. me.
2: They wanted to take my picture. I'm like, get out. <laughs> oh, that's too much. Yeah. I did a cruise by myself one time, too, um, to the, um, let's see, I went through the Keys and then through the Caribbean, we stopped at Nassau and Freeport, that was pretty cool. I met some, like, super cool people. I kept in touch with one girl um, from Finland, she was actually an an English teacher, um, and I kept in touch with her for five years, but, you know, you lose connection after a while.
1: It's that actually really cool awesome. when you do stuff like that. Like, I think I first fell in love with like traveling, like just going with, um, I like, was like in high school and I got like sent to DC with a group of students that I was the only one from my school. So I just met a bunch of strangers there and you just go around and you do things and you get exposed to like a lot of stuff you wouldn't, you know, meeting senators or, you know, and then, I, then because of that, I got to go to one, I went to college, the same program, went to china and i met like diplomats i met college students in china and like that stuff is like cool like hearing how they live and how they perceive americans and then hearing um, ambassadors in china talk about like yeah anytime anyone asks us about taiwan we have a card we pull out and this (laughs) we have to say exactly this because you say the wrong thing it's going to be an international incident so like they're super controlled which is funny because now with trump like International incident is like you know it's like shit. He says whatever he wants, you know. Like it's really crazy, like how different things can be. But all that stuff's fascinating. I think going with a tour group is just the next step for like you know that kind of simple. Like you're gonna meet somebody, you're gonna do cool stuff, and you're gonna get into places that you wouldn't necessarily get into otherwise. You know, and and, and know too that like they're gonna they are going to like gonna guide you in the way they want you to. But if you're able to just step out a little bit and go off on your own and and kind of like not just be in like the tourist zone and go in that uncomfortable zone where you get scammed or yeah. you know you're, you're a little bit of that danger. Don't you know. gotta get a little don't bit don't of that, it. absolutely.
2: I can't remember who I was talking to, but they went some, somewhere strange and they said that all the kids would swarm them and trying to oh, pick absolutely. their pockets did and,
1: that happen to you um not there but uh, it was so funny in china like we rode our bikes off like we're like oh we're gonna take rent bikes and we went to this mountain to go hiking and there's like an army of women that come out like middle-aged women that come out of the forest really like, no look way. like looks like barbarians attacking us and we're romans are like oh my god what's happening but then what happens is they all like single off like one to one and like suddenly you're like Going up the mountain and these women are carrying uh, little coolers and they have fans and they're like slowly, carefully the whole way up fanning you and trying to sell you like soda and water and beer the whole way up the mountain. And they're just hiking and like they're your personal like, I don't know, un- un- unsolicited partner for hiking. Really? And as you get higher, the prices for the beer and everything <laughs> goes higher. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah how bad you want this beer. Yeah. Exactly. It's a little more expensive now. Right?
0: Right? Uh, you should have bought it earlier. <laughs> so that's yeah. That's fantastic hustle. Hustle's wow. everywhere. The hustle is everywhere. Those people need to do it.
1: Though. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're doing it. They're, it's they, life or death. They were explaining to us that the money didn't go to the Chinese government. They went to them and they were like, they were very concerned with like how we perceive them. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. But part of the trip to Tanzania, that waterfall too, was like, I just noticed these really sharp dressed guys that were African that were hanging out. And I'm like, oh, usually you know, these areas were just tourists that like looked like they were you know, western, straight up. But, like, I talked to these guys. They were Tanzanian movie stars that were on, like, little, little trip out to the countryside. And yeah. they were telling me parts of the city, like, the stuff that was going on there that I wouldn't get from the other side. Like, my guide wasn't telling me that somebody drowned in that waterfall the day before. <laughs> no. But that was totally what happened. Some guy uh, had gone, and he was trying to show off for some visitors, uh, some okay. local guy, and he didn't know how to swim, so he's mm. doing his thing. It's, like, a, like a few feet meters deep. It was not, like really hard to drown I would imagine but he didn't know how to swim at all And he oh just my died yeah so like that happened the day before and like crazy stuff like wow. that And like they were like oh yeah you're actually not going to be able to drink the banana beer because they're going to give you banana wine because you're going to get sick if you drink the beer because you don't drink the water here so there's all this oh. like stuff I'm like oh okay and you try to bring this up to the guys when I went back and like at first, he was like, ha, 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 like, laughed and didn't acknowledge what I said. Yeah. But, you know, it was like, we're all kind of just chilled. We're on the level. And, like, he kind of opened up. Like, our our guy kind of opened up after that. Wow. But they don't want to talk about that stuff. Right. They want to keep stuff clean. Totally. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sanitize it. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you, ever, did you watch any Tanzanian
1: television? Um, just a little bit. Um, a lot of... There was Al Jazeera, and there was BBC, mm-hmm. and then there was, like, four other channels, which were, like, I don't know, a lot of weird cooking shows. And, like, um, one was, like, an aerobics sh- like, you know, like, <laughs> exercise. And they're just doing the Swahili, like, you know, Richard Simmons. Yes. It was, yeah, It was really neat. Yeah. we <laughs> <laughs> So my buddy, my
0: Cameroonian buddies would be like, George, you want to watch some movies? I'd be like, yeah, man, let's watch your movie. And so they would bring me Nigerian movies. Oh, and we would sit down and watch the- – Worst, in industry. worst movies you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I mean, awful. But like, uh, I, I didn't understand. The These guys would come over.
2: A girl watching airplanes. Watching an airplane. Flying in the sky. Because it was That's so, like,
0: this- it blew her mind so much <laughs> oh, to see the wow. airplane that she dropped her pottery <laughs> and it broke. And like, but these guys used to, like, they were in love with American cinema. Yeah. You know, and like, I remember Edward Sakwe, I think he still has my Seven Years in Tibet movie. Yeah. Like, he loved his movie so much. Yeah. And I didn't understand why until I saw a Nigerian movie. Mm-hmm. It was the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Torturous it to was. watch. I didn't have such a deep experience with her, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd like to have met your Tanzanian actors. Right? I wonder where they were in. Yeah. I mean,. You could have got a guest spot and shit. Uh, yeah, blew it. <laughs> blew
1: it. Okay. Next time.
2: Are the men allowed in the kitchen? No. Oh yeah. oh yeah.
1: I mean, I don't. I actually didn't get to like see right. a lot of um, interaction because it was all male porters and everything. Right. So. You weren't
2: well, like were. so.
1: I mean, but these guys
0: lived in a different culture. I mean, yeah. they lived in the villages. Yeah. But right. they, you know, so we met these guys and they were like. You know, I mean, I learned a lot of things about, you know, I I would ask him things like, I was like, what happens if, you know, you ever caught somebody stealing? Mm. Like, do you have police? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, George, we got police. So I was like, well, what what happens? Like, they're like, well, if somebody steals something, you run outside and you scream, and then everybody comes out of their house and they throw rocks at the person who stole the stuff and kill them. we And then we call the police after. (laughs) And I was like, oh yeah all right and uh you know if people die randomly and it's not obvious like you know got his head
1: witchcraft you know, right witchcraft yeah. witchcraft there was a little bit of that we talked about that um about um people who had like they had a term for it like it was bent back to the whole like romance thing and like the trying to like the women's lib and like all the stuff that went back and forth but they talked about uh concubines which is like a guy like i said like mistresses i think is really what they were trying to say and like some of the mistresses from the coast they were like they did witchcraft and they would the coastal girls would like get guys to leave their families and forget about them and it was all like kind of like a, a thing and the one guy was like no that's not witchcraft it's that those girls coastal girls know how to treat a man and like then it goes back to the guy who wants like 12 children and wants, but he also was like talking about girls in this way which is like ridiculous but um there's a little bit of that back and forth where you can see the evolve of like the woman's lib and like they're trying to figure this out and like, but also you know, attached to co, like, uh, to witchcraft ideas Amazing. and like, Easy. they're working through it. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the old school and the new. Yeah, I mean man. we're still working through it. Right, I mean,
2: Jesus, you know. So Sakwe, um, one of our friends, we've been talking about. He uh, he believed in witchcraft. He came to America. Well, he, he wanted to become a nurse. Like um, um just a regular nurse help out uh the doctors and so on, so he went through medical school, and so after he finished, he graduated. And I said, Sakwe, what do you think about witchcraft now? He goes, thirty percent. he's making his way. I think in the
0: beginning it was like 80%, it was eighty percent. You know? Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, like eighty like percent. still
2: thirty percent even after going through <laughs> oh, wow. school. Their whole
0: thing was like they were like they used to call me Obasinjan. Which is the man who can see things? Really, and they were well, like that's George. A great name. It was great. <laughs> Amanda was <laughs> at the them, the, yeah. the breath of God. Holy crap! Yeah, we we got dude, we got like uh, outfits and everything. Mm-hmm. It's cool, but uh, but the whole but their whole <laughs> thing behind this was like they wanted to. Uh, they were like. George, you should come back to Cameroon with us, and we will tell people your name is Oba John and they will pay us money for you to tell them. Like, they oh wanted my. me to go back and, you Be a yeah, soothsayer. Yeah, I would have been, I would have been like a, you know. Wow. Yeah. Chief, like a chief. Hidden <laughs> in the chief was the man of the people, like his dad. They called him man of the people. It was an amazing, like, learning experience, that for sure. Simple.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: <laughs> we got man we got to go take a visit the chief and mm-hmm. uh, and Edward Sackway Edward Sackway came they were worked in a ski resort with us mm-hmm. so we all got our name tags and his was Sackway i swear to god 6 months at least we knew him, everybody's calling him Sakwe, and we all found out his name was Ed. <laughs> we were like, Why didn't you say anything, dude? It was his last name was Sakwe, oh. And he's like, Oh, I just don't care. It didn't matter. He was the happiest guy you ever seen. You know, he's so happy to be in America yeah. to get go through the the crazy process of getting this visa from Cameroon, you know, into in the in the It's
1: like winning a lottery again. Right? It's like winning
0: a lottery, you know, it's unbelievable in the shadiness and all the mm-hmm. You know, and the, and the chief yeah. was uh I asked the chief, he was a furniture builder in the in his place. And from they didn't hand. they didn't have any Big power tools. Right. You know? So the chief was the hardest working person I'd ever been around in my entire life. And uh no matter so even to this day when I think I'm working hard, I think back about the chief sometimes and it was like I used to So
1: the Chief of the Village like came over the here. The
0: Chiefs Wow, well, the chief was the, we called him the chief, but his father was, like, the chief. Okay. But he was he, – they called him the man of the people. And so they would go to the man of the people for all their, like, questions, you know. He was the man of the people. And so, yeah. So he came, and we called him chief. But he was a big, strong um, dude, like – savage like i used to ask him i mean i would ask him all these questions about things i'd be like yeah i have a dog and is like yes we had a pet dog once and then we got hungry (laughs) 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 it's the (laughs) truth you know it's true dude they ate the dog you know what i mean they ate everything
2: super like um crazy like theories about cats oh yeah crazy like crazy weird (laughs) things about cats like if they they say they can cats can spit in your eye. Yeah, yeah. I said, you, there's you, never you know, been like a chance that a cat will spit in your <laughs> eye. You know? They'll hiss like, like that's what I think what they're considering spitting. It's like, what the heck are you doing to these cats that they might even spit? Uh, you know? <laughs> they're trying to
0: eat the cat is what they're doing. So my, my roommate at the time, we used to live with this kid, Gaper Ben, and uh, who's from West Virginia, who's one of the most interesting dudes you ever meet in your life. But he had this old dog named Stubby. And Stubby was a huge <laughs> old dog. And so one time, whatever, we're hanging out. And has got this big kitchen knife. And he was looking at Ben. He's going, oh, come no. here, Stubby.
2: Come <laughs> here, Stubby. Uh, uh, he, loved, he, he would really look uh, at Stubby. And he'd lip, lick his chops. Oh, yeah. He would go, look at the dog and lick his the chops. Chief,
0: the chief, I asked him one time, I was like, chief, you tell me about eating chickens. And he's like, George, I love the chicken heads. And he would be like, yeah, it makes me drool <laughs> thinking about eating chicken heads. Yeah. So I was like,
2: pretty unreal. Well, oh, would yeah. eat
0: every piece, every piece of the chicken. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah. nothing. You know, nothing would go to waste with those guys. But they were always the hardest working people I ever knew. Sending money back to their families all the time. For you know sure. what I mean? Like unbelievable. Um. So you just got back, and you said, "I think I want to go do something else." Yeah. Really. How did you? How did you? It's so did somebody else say I want to
1: go to on another trip, or did you um, just like I had been thinking about going to Machu Picchu before, and it was like this back and forth between Kilimanjaro and Machu Picchu, and then like went there, and it happened to be the one of the guys, the first person I met was like, yeah, I went to like I hiked Machu Picchu before, and then the the whole story, and just getting back and like looking at my time, and like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do Christmas on the Inca Trail, and I just nice. decided super impulsively again. <laughs> it okay, let's keep it going you yeah know, okay. it seems like my style lately <laughs> just like right. get next on a roll week? um yeah next thursday right before wow. christmas so i will literally be like the christmas eve i'll be starting on the trail and then i'll have my first like morning on the trail dude which that's awesome be really rad yeah
2: we went there once right
1: no
0: Machu peaches in peru
2: oh yeah um, wow oh yeah we i think i didn't actually forever go there once i don't that know thing, so.
0: i mean i've been to lima Um, so Lima is interesting like when I was in Lima I was at um, I went to so I was there for work and we were hiring people to come back to Colorado to go work in ski resorts but like so we went to a lot of different places but so Lima is pretty poor I would say you know Um, super nice I loved it but like we went out one night to this bar and they were playing music and the band was la negra and the dude looked singing looked like lenny kravitz <laughs> just like him they were the greatest i mean it was the greatest band yeah <laughs> oh my god this is where they were made they played 80s american, you know american cover band oh wow. and english. they rocked yeah. english I mean, everything. That's great. And at some point, like, and the whole irony and the whole moment was not lost on me, but the dude's singing cocaine. I was in Lima, Peru. (laughs) The dude's singing cocaine. You know what I mean? I was just like, wow, this is really
1: like. Chewing some coca leaves. Just
0: unbelievable. Right? And so the whole thing, the guy is, Lenny Kravitz, you know, the, the Peruvian Lenny Kravitz was good. Yeah. And so I'm talking to him. I go up to talk to him after. Spoke zero English. I was Just like, how could you that, sing yeah. that well, you know? Yeah. But we were going back, you know, like, in, in South America, you know, everybody's out super late. Like, it's different, you know, where 3 in the morning is like, you know, 9 o'clock here. Right. Um, but we're going, like, back at three, 3 in the morning or something, going back to our hotel, and there are little kids out there begging still. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm, like, talking to dudes from there. I was like, what's up with your kids out here? And they're like, they're not allowed to go back. Till they got like a oh, certain, certain amount of money or something, you know. Um, I was that was the first yeah. time I'd seen something like that yeah. where I was like Jesus, and I'm I like give you, you know, like at that point I will give you whatever. Right. I don't you know what I mean? Like I got a soft spot in my heart for you know poor little kids
1: right. of the world. Um, and like like you said too, like for us it's like you know you might fret away like thirty bucks doing something really stupid here, but like for them like it's a big fucking deal. Big yeah. deal, Seriously. yeah big deal i mean when you're living in a you know
0: pieces of metal leaning up against a thing or something yeah. you know um but i yeah i went to you know i I went to peru i loved it i didn't go i w- i've always wanted to go to cusco and uh machu picchu yeah
2: that's gonna be amazing amazing
0: pretty excited so we yeah. talk tomorrow tonight
1: too yeah well, for you oh yeah yeah, he used to be a guide on the Amazon River, right. I guess. He's from a village out there, so that blew my mind a little bit. That's
0: so yeah. cool.
1: Working in the gym, you know, yeah, yeah. with us. Yeah, he's like cleaning up fucking ringworm. <laughs> 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 right? You could kind of tell he was kind of like, you know, he missed that, he, doing that job a little he bit. He really wow. did you miss it, it. You could, could 100% times. tell.
0: Yeah. Um, you could
1: 100% tell that he missed that. So how long is this trip? Same, about eight days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'll have like another you know day or two on either end and then the trek itself. And
2: so, it's going to be summer there because it's winter here. It's right. going to be summer there. Yeah,
1: I guess thing. it's like sort of the rainy season, but it's like kind of the end or something like that. Like, they said it was a rainy season in Kilimanjaro too, but it wasn't. It was really, really lucky weather. And it's better from my perspective to take the risk because, man, I guess like some of these camps in Kilimanjaro, they said there were like 300 people there and like the wow. peak season, but they, we had like no one there. We were like one of two groups. Yeah. And it was like, We own the mountain, and that's That's what you want. You don't want to deal with like you know Mm -hmm. some
0: ridiculous crowd. Go to Kilimanjaro to hang about with a bunch of Americans. Yeah, it's like sitting
1: on the Beach, like
0: "Eh, fuck that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So yeah.
0: So you go into. So you fly. You're gonna go fly into Peru. Yeah. Go to Lima.
1: Like you fly. Do you fly to like Texas and then Peru? Oh, it's like. I don't know if I'm going to Miami or something. Right. Like that. Panama City, one of those things. Oh yeah. yeah I've had to, I had to cancel my first flight and then reschedule a new one because they, they screwed me. Getting out of Cusco is hard. Yeah. Um, because like it's super foggy and there's like limited, and if you want that connection, it's like if you don't want to have a thirty-six hour flight because you got to wait for ten hours, like you have to time it right. Right. Getting out of Cusco is, is one thing, so I've settled that. I don't I don't really know where I'm going though.
0: So you land, you go to Cusco. Yeah. And like you chill there for a day. This is 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 very high. And then
1: you go to Cusco and then you get acclimated and then you you leave like a day or two after that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Miraflores in Lima, I just remember. You know, there's a lot of surfers. It's cool. Like, yeah. Very cool beach part of Lima. You know. Um,
1: So then like how long are you on the trail? I think it's another six day trek. Yeah. Yep. And then another day or two after. Yeah, there's like a day back after once you get to Machu Picchu, you do like the you can do the bridge and you do the whole like tour of the place, and then they give you like a day or two after. And it's got an extra day in Cusco just nice. to kind of chill and explore,
0: drinking so, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Drinking the mate. Yeah.
1: It's um, like late, then following next night. So two two days basically to do whatever you want. Out there.
2: So cool. Heck yeah.
1: Yep. I want
0: to go. Yeah. There right. it is right yeah, there, there on the my map book. <laughs> <laughs> right. There it is.
1: Two-two get traveling around the world, man. Yeah.
0: This actually I got from Gaper Bend's um, parents one time. So possibly the greatest Easter I ever had, and then I'm, I'll let you go home and go to bed, was I had I just had elbow surgery. My arm was all messed up. Like I remember I'd taken a shower like with my you know arm wrapped up in the plastic bags and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't use my arm. And my, our buddy Gaper Ben, who's like, it's like, his parents are lawyers in West Virginia and whatever. And uh, Gaper Ben, he, you, I mean, we got to reconnect with this dude, but he drove a van with Stubby and and his girlfriend and a couple other dogs from Breckenridge to Costa Rica and back at one point. Yep. Uh, He was just like traveler, you know, he was a kayak guide. um, How did he drive to Costa Rica? Dude, drove. Drove. drove right drove down through mexico down through the whole thing
2: had to pay a few um, people off along yeah, yeah. The wow.
0: way. oh yeah oh yeah dude he's cra- he was a madman like amanda got Yeah, deep- you must see
1: some shit oh he's G- seen deep it deep all there. dude
0: yeah gabriel Ben, he was he's an interesting dude but uh he goes to me he's like hey my my parents are gonna come for easter they're a little crazy about Easter. Is it cool? I was like, yeah, dude, I don't care. Like, your parents, they can do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Like, it's totally cool. So I'm like 30-something years old, and uh, he wanted to have an Easter egg hunt in our <laughs> condo in Breckenridge. <laughs> huh? And so, it's, yeah. It's like a thousand
2: <laughs> so, square feet. <laughs> yeah, two-bedroom, two-bath
0: <laughs> condo in Breckenridge. And so his mother, all serious, looks at me. She's like, now, George, this is, this is competitive, Oh shit! You know, <laughs> so there's you know you need to try that. There there's prizes. I was like, all right. So like, you know, we start going on the Easter egg hunt. Don't get them half-assed. The I'm, no, egg. I'm pulling the eggs out, dude. Twenty bucks. Wow. I think I, by the end of the thing. I think the two of us together, we had made, like, $500. I made what? $300. Yeah, on this Easter I egg found
2: hunt, dude. dollars in Easter, egg, <laughs> Easter eggs. It was this this the greatest Easter this. of my life. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, six months later, I found one in the freezer. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you do
0: Easter egg hunt me growing up, you might have got a nickel in the thing. yeah Oh, I had, it was like, 20
1: okay. bucks in this one. Yeah. My grandfather didn't even want to, like, possibly lose the, the $0.20 cents in each thing. So, you have a little note that said, like, uh-huh. $0.05 cents and 10 $0.10. Cents. So you'd, so you'd exchange your note for money later on. <laughs> yeah, just in case you no. didn't get required cover. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you never know,
0: yeah, man, right? yeah. <laughs> You never know. In case you never
2: found that Oh, one. man. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's something. Yeah. yeah. that was pretty fun. It was
0: the Easter to remember.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so I, they gave me this book, too. Oh, um, yeah? yeah? Yeah,
1: man. That was from... Uh, that's that's a, a travel journal?
0: Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah. So... That's- super cool to keep a journal when you travel um hard to find the time but hell yeah mm-hmm. just just scribble something you know. i
2: have some Island i expensive. have somewhere um when me and george first got together uh i wrote down every hike we did and we did like 20 hikes or something completely ridiculous before we moved out to colorado and then i journaled two years of our hikes in colorado it's like unbelievable that that's honest, awesome we did yeah i did the like the date the mileage the and the um the uh elevation cool it was like thirteen thousand five hundred 500 fourteen thousand, like all these huge huge runs that we did out there yeah pretty awesome i'm trying
0: to do more of the journaling like this one i write about the podcast but i wrote like i on the way back from oklahoma city when we were out there for yep. the fights I r- tried to write down as m- like I wrote a bunch of pages about what we did even uh, if you just write
1: cliff notes yeah you shit. gotta write back, like, you'll be like I can't remember I would have totally forgotten yep. that. yeah. that's why that's I wanted to make useful. sure you sat
0: down yeah, with us I'm glad you know what I mean yeah. and so we'll do it again when you come back from Machu Picchu yeah. hell yeah cause I'm t- like always wanted to go there I think that's gonna be awesome it's I'm doing my awesome. research I'm trying to learn about it before I go too so I won't be
1: a dummy <laughs> <laughs>
0: be drinking <laughs> Inca cola yeah That's the word. (laughs) The a la pobre, man. That's what I remember. I remember, like, I asked, I'm pretty sure it was Peru, and I asked, I was like, what do you, because I was, I'm like, what do you guys eat, you know? I want to try, and I wouldn't do it in America. I'm pretty picky. I eat burritos (laughs) and pizza. Mm
2: -hmm. But when
0: I go to the other place, I'm like, what do you eat? Yeah, you know and absolutely. then i and then the people were like something a la po lomo
1: a la pobre i think there's nothing i can't stand more than when they like think you don't want to eat that and they yeah. yeah. try to steer you towards something right. bullshit right now yeah
0: give me to. give me what you do like i'm you know guinea pig i make fun like moro was vegan oh, but really? uh I was telling him, like, the cooey. I'm going to eat the Mm (laughs) cooey. And he laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Cooey is a guinea pig. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because I didn't eat any guinea pig. I wouldn't eat guinea
1: pig here, but I would eat it there. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. You got it. That's what you do. Totally. 100%. 100%.
2: Seriously, do not even yeah, like, when eat I, McDonald's or any other crap. I oh, seriously I I want to eat exactly what they're eating. Yeah, you
1: got to do it, right? Yeah. When I was in China, I was a vegetarian, but then at the same time, I was like, you know what? I'm in Peking uh, or Beijing, you know, but right. Peking, and then I'm, I'm going to eat the Peking duck because fucking, what kind of asshole am I going right. to pass this up? You know, like yeah. everyone else is eating it. It's not going to change the world. You know, I'm not going to yeah. turn into somebody different eating this bite of meat, you uh-huh. know? <laughs> glad
2: i did it that was yeah. so cool seriously yeah. was it good <laughs>
1: oh yeah the uh snake wine was not good snake terrible wine. it was like this fucking jar that has snake oh, yeah. in it, and it's just like basically like ever clear with like a snake and this you know more of that mystical shit that yeah. like the, yeah virility, virility or something like that
2: yeah
1: <laughs> do chinese people i mean they do, do they really drink it um i don't know if it was like just a tourist thing or right. not but you know, there's a lot of weird stuff. I mean, shark fin soup, man. Yeah, killing tigers and right. Oh, I mean, the yeah.
2: birds' nests.
1: Bird nest, Thailand.
0: I think the birds' nest uh, soup. Oh yeah. The spit, like the is somewhere That's right. Yeah. 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 Cool, man. We'll We're, let it we'll come yeah. when you come back. We'll do it again. We'll learn about Machu Picchu. Yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah! It'll excite. I do. I really want to just uh, get, get excited, so I go do things. You should just. <laughs> you should just come. We'll do <laughs> I this would again. love to. Yeah. I really would. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you have no idea how much I would like to, mm-hmm. but I will eventually. Um, you'll inspire me, and maybe people out there will pay for me to go, yeah. to go to do these trips, and I'll report back. Yeah, maybe get a sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool, Rella. Thanks.
2: Yeah. Nice see you, guys.
0: Thank you. Peace. Bye.